Hello, everyone. My name is Greg, and welcome back to the podcast, My First Season. In this podcast, I interview people who work for resorts, hotels, cruise ships, and airlines, and we'll talk about their first season in the travel and tourism industry. My guest today and I worked together in Club Med Playa Blanca in 96-97, which happened to be her first season. I think it was my fourth season. She was a scuba geo. I was land sports. Everyone, please help me welcome Dana Wyness. Dana, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Everything good in the sunshine state? Everything is super sunny in the sunshine state okay you had to throw in sunny there all right that's that was meant for me i accept it because you know montreal <laughs> florida everyone in montreal wishes they lived in florida but we can't so i think you know why you're here today you're here to tell us about your first season oh yeah which i i know a little bit about but what i w- really would like to know is you know where were you living how did you find out about it you know who told you about it club like get me get me started here where were we well i was living in key west at the time um from florida and i was down in key west going to school down there and working as a scuba instructor and just living the key west lifestyle which was pretty crazy needless to say and after several years down there My brother could see I was kind of going down some wrong paths and said, you know, I think it's time you get out of Key West and, you know, you got to find something a little bit more serious and whatnot. And he said, one of my friends just got back from working for this great resort. I said, oh, okay, you know, tell me about it. And it happened to be Club Med. And us living here in Florida, we never knew anything of Club Med wasn't advertised here. You know, I didn't know about it. So he just said, Hey, look into it. They pay for everything. You get to travel. So I was like, Oh, all right. This sounds interesting. I'll give it a whirl. Okay. Can I I interject here one second? What made you uh, decide to become a scuba instructor? Like what was the first, uh, like you said, you know what? I want to try this. Well, I was already, I was a scuba instructor in Key West. Yeah, I know. But take me back. Like what year did you become? I was going to school for diving, for commercial diving. I was in school for the dive industry. Oh, you were in commercial diving? Yes. Okay. I I actually worked as a commercial diver for a couple of years. Okay. So yeah, I started diving when I was eight years old. My father had me in the water diving, so... It had been a part of my life my whole life. Yeah, that's how I got into it, into scuba. So fast forward to, you know, getting to Club Med and I decided, okay, let me apply for this. I had no idea what I was getting into. So I sent in the application, scuba instructor, and had to go for the interview. So I had to drive up from Key West. And at that time, they interviewed at Port St. Lucie at Sandpiper. So I said, oh, this is great. You know, I'll stop home, spend the weekend at home with my parents, which was only about 45 minutes away from Sandpiper. And again, I had never been to a club med before, knew nothing of it. Went for my interview for scuba, which that in itself was an interesting process. (laughs) Why is, why, is that, why is that? Well, the interview was not quite what I was expecting. And they make so, you do crazy signs in your interview? Because I hear this happens. Sometimes. I did not. At that time, I didn't even know what a crazy sign was. <laughs> okay. But I remember they brought us into the auditorium or the theater at the time and sat everybody down. There had been a couple hundred people there, I think. And they gave just an overview of what Club Med was like and the long hours and 
the stuff that you have to participate in other than your job. And they said, if you're still interested, stay. If you're not interested, you can leave now. So a handful of people left. Oh, really? I sat there. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm still interested. And then they broke us up to meet with your department. So mine was obviously the sports team. I had my resume and all my credentials for a scuba instructor, thinking they're going to ask me all kinds of scuba questions and whatnot. And I basically had one question during my interview. That one question was, if we asked you to dress up like a big banana, walk down the beach and serve fruit, would you do it? I was a little perplexed at the time by the question. So I thought about it for a few seconds. I go, it's part of my job. Yeah. So they said, okay, thank you very much. You're done. Okay. I'll get to that. The fruit passage later. But <laughs> And uh, that was it. So went home, had no idea how my interview went truthfully. And next thing I know, a couple of weeks later, I was on an airplane to Mexico. Okay. So this was when you did drove down for your interview, this was uh, 1996, I would say, right? Near, uh, 96, near the, yes. End of, okay. So did they even ask you if you were Nawi or Patty certified? Or I do not recall them okay. asking me a single question about my scuba background or credentials. Um, <laughs> I think on the paper, I might've written it down, but <laughs> I do not recall anything like that. So they were going to just throw you in the ocean with 10 people and not even ask, Hey, maybe, maybe she's not telling us. <laughs> okay. For the record, are, are you Patty or now we certified for the record? <laughs> Patty. Patty, Patty okay. instructor. Yes. Okay. Uh, how many uh, levels did you go up? Like are you rescue diver also? Um, well, you have to go through all those levels to reach instructor. Instructor is the highest level yeah, to reach. So dive master, and then you become instructor. Yeah. Right? People okay. think dive master is the highest level because they hear the word master. I know. But it's actually not. Dive master is more like an assistant instructor. I know. And you won't get hired in Club Med if you're just a dive master, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So they call you, they tell you you're going to Playa. And so you probably knew nothing about Playa that it was a big singles resort, right? I knew nothing. I didn't know singles, family, couples, villages. I didn't know anything about the villages. I didn't even know where Playa Blanca was. Okay. And when you get to the airport, do you recall meeting, like, was the first geo, that actual geo you saw, was it the traffic geo? I just remember somebody there with a sign saying, Club Med, follow me. And they put me in a taxi by myself and off I went. And all I was thinking was, please get me there alive. And I hope you don't turn me down some back alley street and murder me. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you get to the resort and then you meet. Uh, now you had a very interesting uh, chief of scuba, a very interesting uh, Japanese chief of scuba, correct? Mitsu, yes. yes. He was yeah. great. I know. He was hilarious. <laughs> You probably the you probably the only resort like for the pool game was the first time the scuba team like I think once a week would do the pool game and it was underwater hockey like I have so many uh, yep you guys were a great scuba team uh, okay so so how did you feel about you know growing up diving in the crystal clear blue azure waters of Florida and then seeing the ocean I even forget what the ocean was called around Playa the murkiness so how did you deal with the visibility um it was a little disappointing at the beginning. <laughs> Okay. And yeah, correct. I, I was used to the nice Florida waters, tropical fish. And <laughs> when I got there, I'm like, okay, we're just diving in this little cove. 
And it was primarily just a teaching resort there. We just primarily taught, there wasn't excursion diving. So I had to get used to just the fact of, okay, we're diving right here in this little cove. But I'll tell you, it was, it was a great experience because at the time I was still a fairly new instructor. So, you know, it, it built confidence, which was great, but I was ready to get to some clear water. <laughs> Your uh, yeah, Jiva Scuba Mitsu <clears throat> during the sports uh, awards. I think he had a very good, a very nice uh, saying for a term for the water. He'd, he'd say, "Thank you for diving in the miso soup with us." <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh Pretty my god, much summed up. That. Yeah, the exact quality of that water. Okay. <laughs> yes. Miso soup. All right. So you get to the resort now. I don't know. Were you a dancer before before Clement? Like, did you know? No, not <laughs> at all. So you didn't know what an eight count was? or <laughs> okay. I don't think I still know what an eight count is. <laughs> did you do many shows that first uh, season there? Because I, I did a couple. Um, which ones did you do? I did the Madonna show oh. and I did Bizarre. Okay, wait. Was the Madonna show, the girly show, the striptease show that the men and women did in the disco? Or was the Madonna show an actual Madonna show? No, it was actual Madonna show. Oh my and God. I don't remember I that think one. they finally found a replacement for me. Okay. Because I was that not good. Did you get the <laughs> did you get the tap on the shoulder from Wagner? Okay. The, Pretty much. Yeah. The Brazilian choreographer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> see, yeah. I always thought you were faking it. Like you really knew how to dance, but you're like, you know, screw these midnight rehearsals. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm, I have two left feet, but I always secretly thought you knew how to dance. So was I right or wrong? <laughs> Uh, no, I still do not know how to dance. Okay, right. So, okay. So you the weeks are going by, uh, I, I do recall we had a lot of Europeans there, right? So did you, get, did you experience any kind of culture shock at all uh, coming from Florida to Mexico about anything when you got to the resort? Not Lifestyle? Much, not much because living in Key West, I had, you know, things were very open, very liberal in Key West. And I was used to a lot of tourists and Europeans and that type of lifestyle. I think the hardest thing getting used to is the languages because so many people spoke so many different languages and especially the French that was that was probably the most difficult that I had to get used to uh, yeah because you had to when you do a resort course uh, you have about how many in your group of different nationalities so that oh um, six, well you, we could have had up to about 10 people in our classes okay so you have different languages and right. teaching a sport that's pretty you know technical and could be right. dangerous too right if you're not listening <laughs> correct so some of the other instructors that spoke the other languages would you know we'd coordinate as to who would teach who but you know like you said with the culture shock it would be sitting at a dinner table and not knowing what anybody was saying and difficult to communicate with people. So that made it a bit challenging. Do you have any problems adjusting to the seven days a week, 16 hours a day thing? No day off? Or was that okay for you? Not so much the seven days a week, because again, with what I did in Key West, we worked all the time. However, the long hours, you know, would get tiring, especially working scuba because scuba it was, it was a physical job and it was all day long. So as soon as you'd get back at the end of the day, it was shower, wash up, get to the bar and 
keep on going for another 10 hours. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I'm only open water one certified, but if you've never dove, then you, you want, you, it's crazy how incredibly tired you get, like after say a two tang dive, like it, and even if you've done it for a while, like you, like, I don't know why it, it, you get so exhausted, well, hungry and then exhausted, but then, yeah, you guys had to still do <laughs> arrivals, departures, rehearsals. It's only now, I think, present day that they've changed the rules for uh, scuba geos and what they don't have to do anymore. That was done on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I, I learned to take a seven minute power nap and it felt like an entire night's sleep. Yeah, see, I remember my first season of Scuba Geo telling me that. I say, hey, what are you doing now? And do something? He goes, no, I'm going to take a six-minute nap. And I laughed, And but he was dead serious. Like, I didn't know you could nap for just that little bit of time. But yes, uh, yeah, indeed. I, I learned, uh, yeah, that is possible. <laughs> it is. All right. So I guess, you know, being always busy and with Scuba, you did you learn any new skills there? Did you learn how to rock climb? I mean, or anything, archery? Um, I only rock climbed once. However, what I did learn that I loved was I got pretty involved with the circus team. Oh, yes. 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 And I learned quite a bit of the circus that I loved. And I really enjoyed doing that, which was also a blessing because once I learned enough of the circus, I was able to get out of the dance shows and participate <laughs> in the circus shows instead. So, okay. Oh, that's right. I, re I recall now. And uh, you also did the, didn't you do the one on the, uh, that really tiny dance floor we had outside the theater? Uh, I know I, I was in that too. Uh, they did like kind of a tumbling routine. Were you in that too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I did love the circus. I did love getting involved with that and learning all that. That was probably the highlight. It had nothing to do with the, the chief of circus being incredibly handsome, right? It didn't hurt. Oh, okay. and, the <laughs> that, and the fact that he was my partner for double trapeze. Yeah. So it, and, did, and, it didn't hurt. And voted, yeah, best looking at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, right. I actually thanked him in my speech because I followed uh, Lulu to Otranto. And when I won Best Looking, I thanked Vladimir for basically not being there okay. <laughs> for, me to, for me to win that award. Okay. Nice. There's Vladimir, his name, right? The chief of Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So other than the dancing and the crazy signs, um, I guess you liked more than you didn't like, correct? About uh, the, your first season? Oh, definitely. As Playa for me was even though it was my fourth season was still special like it was to me it was a very special season so I don't know if you you felt that way from having it your first season but it was a very good team I thought like very there was a it, lot of talent on that team it was and the people and the bonds that season that were made were just absolutely incredible and it was my first season it was probably one of the most special seasons, like you said, and we, we did, we had, we had a great, great team, which I continued to do another couple seasons forward with several of the people. And we just had like fantastic times. Who did you go on? Where was your second season, by the way? Uh, my second season was Cancun. And then from Cancun, I went to Turks and Caicos. Did you have any, do you have any funny, like clean, appropriate stories? Like something happened from your first season? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It could be anything, an interaction with a GM. I mean, but oh, gosh. did anything um, funny? Uh, I don't well, know, actually, kind of, go, kind of going back to the question of did I learn any new skills? So one of my closest friends there was Stacy. She was the horseback riding instructor. Oh, yeah. So we had an agreement. I was going to teach her how to scuba and she was going to teach me how to horseback ride. And I told her, I said, 
I, I was a little nervous. I didn't get along well with horses. I was more of, you know, the underwater fish person. But she said, no worries. No, no, I'll take you to the barn. We have this one horse. He's kind of like this little dopey donkey horse. He's real mellow. I'll put you on that horse. None, none taken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay. So we go, I meet this horse and I'm a little nervous. And she goes, we're, we're just going to walk down the trail and in Playa it was kind of like that hillside yes trail that you'd walk down yeah I'll, I'll mention something after about that hill but go on please <laughs> <laughs> so we're going along the hill and she goes oh don't worry Dana you know he's just he's just gonna munch on the grass he's kind of dopey you know you don't have to worry about anything I'm like Okay. I had no instruction, no nothing. Just get on the horse and let him go cruise down the pathway. So we're sitting there and all of a sudden, out of the blue, good old Tim come, if you remember Tim. Yes, um, Tim uh, Wilcox. Yep, Tim Wilcox. Hoping to to have him on. Yep. (laughs) He comes galloping out of nowhere (laughs) on this monstrous from you know what my brain considers this massive black stallion horse at a hundred miles an hour he comes galloping down the pathway and my little dopey donkey horse decides he's gonna wake up and follow Tim and his horse. Galloping full speed ahead. I'm freaking out. I'm like basically falling off the horse. There's no seatbelts on the thing, trying to hold me straight. Stacy gives me no instruction. I have no idea whether to pull on the reins, kick them, squeeze them. I had no idea what to do. I'm yelling and screaming. As my horse starts following him down this pathway hillside, up, down, and around. And we finally made it in it, like, the end of the trail ended at a beach in the water. And Tim's horse goes flying into the water. My dopey donkey horse that flew with me goes into the water. I jumped off the thing, threw the reins up, and I said, Stacy, you figure out how to get this horse back to the club. I'm walking back. And I never got on a horse again after that. <laughs> well, in all fairness to your horse, I mean, he, he looked at Tim's horse and then Tim's beautiful, long, flowing blonde hair, the nice silver surfer tattoo on that massive calf. And he went, you know what? I'm going to follow this, see where it goes. So... <laughs> But yeah. okay, but at least okay, nothing broken. Uh, nothing broken, <laughs> but it, I did not know whether to laugh or cry. I think I probably did both, but <laughs> I realized I was definitely not meant to be on a horse. I was meant to be underwater with the fish. Well, my story is not as good as yours, but I don't know. You, you, <laughs> recall, you recall Randy, the GM that came back to work. Yes. Uh, I went on a, he kept trying to get me to go on a ride. So I go and we're actually stopped on that same hill you're talking about. And all of a sudden I slid off the horse down the hill because he didn't fasten my saddle properly. (laughs) Blamed it on me for not knowing how to do it. (laughs) But anyway, it was hilarious. I love Randy. (laughs) So I want to talk about, yeah, a thing that I remember, and this is, I told you about this later and then we'll get into the other thing later, but I remember you getting stung by a scorpion playa and you were a tough girl. I thought like I was a bit intimidated by you, but you were tough. And I remember (laughs) you describing it exactly to me. I remember thinking, oh, you know, come on, Dana, it's not that bad. 
Uh, fast forward to 2005, I get stung by a scorpion in Cancun. Mm-hmm. And I'm first thing I thought of, oh, Dana was right. Damn it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's really hard to describe. I, I, I broke my ankle in two places and I didn't make a sound and I'm not being macho, but that scorpion sting, boy. <laughs> yes, indeed. See, it's, karma. It gets karma. in your blood and then it like it heats your super heats your blood. And then you're mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's so you're right. Fun. And uh, apparently the smaller the scorpion, the worse it is, apparently. Correct. So uh, and where, where were you when you got stung? Was it in your room? Like in, in my your, room. In your yeah. shoes? No. Um, <laughs> after about two weeks, I decided it was time to clean my room up a little bit. <laughs> okay. And there was a pair of jeans on my chair. And I shook the jeans a little bit and like any you know 20 something year old you smell the jeans to just make sure they smell okay whether they go in the laundry or back in the closet no you turn them inside out and wear them for another week no yeah so i smelled them i'm like oh okay they're clean and i started folding them and as soon as i started folding them i felt a pinch on my finger and i thought it was a pin or something i went oh ow and I shook my hands and then it fell on the floor. And that was when like instantaneously the pain started. And all I'm thinking of was, thank God this thing did not get me on my face yeah. when I was smelling my jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then it all went downhill from there after it got me on the finger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, so I can't remember when, when we uh, reconnected, if it was for XGO2 in 2008 or XGO3 in 2010 in Cancun. Do you recall when, when you reached out to me by, by Facebook? Do you, do you remember? Was it, it, for, was was it for the, the second geo reunion or the third? I can't remember if it, I okay. think it was the first geo reunion. I think it was. No, the, I didn't go to the first one in Sandpiper, but I did go to two and three. And I remember out of the blue. No. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It, it maybe it was it was the first one in Cancun, I think. Okay, yeah, and and we were chatting back and forth, and then um, at one point I wrote and I said, you know, Dana, I, I might be crazy, uh, you know, forgive me, but I I think I got the distinct impression you didn't like me in Playa, and you were like, oh no, I didn't like you at all. So you, <laughs> you came. <laughs> You basically confirmed, and I, of course, I still love you. I think that's hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, what was it about me? Because <laughs> I, I get that a lot, though. People who never really spoke to me just take an instant dislike. So I don't know if it's my face or <laughs> my demeanor. Because usually, you know, oh. I'm, I'm a nice Canadian guy, and I like everyone. And I really like. You probably didn't know I was a massive, massive fan of yours. I told you why later. Like yeah, the way you did your scuba class, I was a. I was on team Dana all the way, like huge. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I did find that out later on. Um, I don't know what it was. I guess I really don't know. And I think I even told you, yeah, yeah, that. I'm you, like, for yeah. some reason, for some reason, and I just don't know why I just didn't like you. <laughs> and I really don't. No, I, maybe, maybe I thought it was an arrogant thing. I don't know. No, no, but I get that because uh, people said the way you looked, you, you, but I couldn't be more approachable. Like I, like I, I really, I, I liked everyone, you know, I mean, sure. There were uh, people, I guess, that are, that are hard on you, but amongst GOs, you know, no, I, I liked yeah, everyone. I, I, really I really liked don't you. don't know why I did it. Maybe there was a little bit too, um, one of my good friends, Nicole was the masseuse. Oh yeah. And she used to tell me, Oh, all I want is out of my little dungeon down there. And, 
Greg, Greg won't let me out of my dungeon. <laughs> Greg, what does Greg have to do? I was just land sports. <laughs> and I know, but I think for some reason she fell, she fell under the sports team. She did. She did. Oh no. I liked, I liked Nicole. I even yeah, gave her the nickname she... Goldfinger. <laughs> Nicole Goldfinger Gleffy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I like, I, I, I like. And everyone, she's honestly. like, all I want is out of the dungeon and. Greg won't help me get a different room. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like him either. I know. I swear this is news to me. I didn't, I didn't know I had that power because I, you know, (laughs) I felt kind of powerless in that resort. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, we need to get into that, but okay. But uh, no, but seriously, were, were there any employees or managers like who stood out to you like in a positive way? Um, I than- do remember when, you know, obviously Gus, he oh, yeah, was Gus, yeah. probably the most talented person I had ever met. And he just blew my mind. The guy could sing, could dance, could speak languages. Play the violin. Exactly. Please. Everything. Yeah. So he w- I would probably say he was the one that stood out most to me that season. And then I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, if I, you know, continue on with club bed, am I going to have to learn to dance? Am I going to have to learn how to play the violin and sing and everything else? Uh, No, no, none of us really know how to do that. But yeah, Gus Gus was hilarious. Yeah, he he stood out probably the most, but everybody that season, everybody made impressions and it was just such a phenomenal team and such a great season and a great way to have a first season. Do you have any funny Uncle Larry stories? And for those who might not know, can you explain who Uncle Larry was? Oh, Lord. So Uncle Larry was our resident GM. And again, being first season and knowing nothing of Club Med, and I obviously knew nothing of Uncle Larry, And some of the GOs knew him from past seasons, but he lived at the club. He lived in Playa. He was in Playa for the winter. And then I believe it was Cancun he went to for the summer. Yes. And I do remember just every time you'd turn a corner, he would make you drop to your knees and chug a beer. (laughs) Okay. And I'd be, you know, going to or from school yeah. or from lunch to wherever, and you'd turn a corner and there he'd be and you'd have to drop to your knees and chug a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a kick out of him. Like he, I, he I, was I, an interesting creature. I got in trouble because of him once, but I, I, I also got a, a kick out of him. Like, you know, the power walk, I probably... I, I was the only geo that started there early because you know how we artificially boosted the time there. So yes. the seven o'clock power block yes. was really 6 a.m. and yep. no one. And we were made to go to the disco till a certain time. So he'd, he'd show up just to cheer me up in a Speedo with cowboy boots, a black <laughs> vest and his bolo tie and go, let's go. I'm ready. You know, so. That you know. was Uncle Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless him for that. <laughs> Rest in peace, Uncle Larry. <laughs> Oh, wow. What a season. Yes. You, you came on the picnic, though, didn't you, a couple of times? Oh, I did uh, with the Tim? picnic quite often. I loved yeah. doing the picnic. Yeah, Tim uh, Tim had a pretty good, uh, good the way, the way he did it. I never understood Casey at the bat. I'm going to ask him about that. If, hopefully, if he comes on, like he at one point during when we were eating, I don't know if you recall, he, he'd read Casey at the bat, that poem. Um, do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. I, I was a little intoxicated most of the time. Okay. <laughs> So mem- memory <laughs> might not be so sharp. 
Okay. <laughs> oh no, he had all the games down pad and you know, the whole taste great, less filling. And but you know, the Casey at the bat I always threw me for a for a loop why he read that while we were eating. <laughs> but yeah. no, the picnic was was great. It was great fun. It was. I, I love doing the picnics. I, I recall meeting two celebrities there, but did you meet any celebrities or someone that you recognized? In Playa? Uh, yeah, in Playa. I don't remember meeting celebrities in Playa. Did we? Did we have anyone uh, there? I did, yeah. I Well, during during the uh, the Olympic day, you know, you, the, you know, the whole the whole day is Olympic day and we were right. at the, the swim contest in the pool, which had that beautiful lap pool. And I recall a man and a woman where I'm talking feet, yards, meters ahead of everyone else. Like they were just crushed. Like I've never seen this. This is after like four or five seasons of, of pool games <laughs> in the swim contest where you want to shoot yourself. But I, I finally went up to them. And I go, guy, what do you do? Like, wh- who are you? She says, oh, I'm Summer Saunders. <laughs> and I knew the wow. name because she won gold medal for swimming in the Olympics. Right. And her husband had just uh, swam, I think. Uh, so 96, right, was Atlanta. So I think her husband then had just swam in the Atlanta Olympics. So, <laughs> so yeah, other than uh, those two, I was just curious if someone else came by. I didn't know. <laughs> Not in Playa. Not okay. that I remember in Playa. I met a couple other celebrities later on at other villages. Like who? My favorite for me, especially being a diver, was in Turks and Caicos. I had met Umberto Pelizzari, who at the time was the world yes. champion free diver. And he was there with his training team and with Jacques Mayol. Oh, oh, Jacques Mayol was there? Jacques Mayol. And for oh, people who nice. don't know, Jacques Mayol was the one who pioneered free diving. And the movie Big Blue was made after. Love that movie. So that was that was probably my highlight when I was in Turks and Caicos. And then... Um, we also had Antonio Sabata Jr. there. Oh, wait. So you were you there with McKaylee? Yes. Yeah. Well, McKaylee yeah. told me a very funny story about, because uh, McKaylee's from Italy. He met Antonio Sabato Jr. not knowing who he was, and uh, but he was happy to meet a, uh, Antonio Sabato was happy to meet a guy from Italy who spoke Italian, so they'd hung out and work out together. Right. And he would always, when McKaylee would ask him what he'd do, he'd say, oh, he would always be, you know, he would never say what he did. Uh, and I think Antonio liked that because no one was fawning over him. But, you know, every now and then during a workout, girls were coming up to Antonio, not Michele, you know, <laughs> also in shape, asking to take photos. And finally, he couldn't take it anymore. He goes, what the hell do you do? You know, <laughs> so then he told him he was an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't as impressed by him as I was with Umberto and Jacques Maillot. They, you know, they were from my realm of everything so yes. it was great having them on the boat and training with us and well i i, I did a season with umberto in uh, 99 in martinique so um yeah it helps i guess it helps also he's very good looking too but as a free diver um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah crazy story my nephew is has been free diving in egypt for like two years now he, he made oh, the wow. canadian team so wow full circle moment okay <laughs> awesome. okay so did you request no wait let's go back to playa because what i liked about there's something special about being in a resort where you open and close it, right? Did you feel yeah. that? Like there was such a satisfaction when, you know, the last GMs leave and it was, and you, you're just on your own, you're with each other. And correct. Yeah. And it, it, it was, is right. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And it was the hardest part though, was leaving was, you know, it was one thing, you know, different villages and the changeover season, there's still GMs there and other geos and it's just kind of a changeover, but 
at the end of that season, it was really sad because one by one, everybody was leaving and, you know, everything just dwindled down and it was really sad leaving. But on the other hand, it was, we were happy because it was like, okay, I'm going to see you in the next village and, you know, we're going to reconnect soon. But um, yeah, it was really nice being there on your own, no GMs and just enjoying each other. No, oh, yeah, I'd have to say that is uh, that is correct. Do you, do you recall the earthquake we had there? Because that's the only time in my life where I've actually felt an earthquake. Do you do you remember that? I do not remember. That. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe wow. I was underwater. Okay. No, it, it happened like late afternoon. Okay. So yeah, maybe, maybe you were on a dive. Okay. So I could have been underwater. Because that area is known for, for earthquakes. Um, right. <laughs> there's so much to talk about at Playa. I don't know. Is there something you wanted to bring up? I haven't brought up about Playa yet. Um, oh gosh. Covered the picnic, the shows, the crazy signs. Jeez, uh, there was so much for such a small resort. There seemed to be so much going on. I thought. There was, there was always stuff going on and I loved it. I loved it. Even though we worked the crazy long hours and stuff, I loved it. It was, it was the time of my life. And uh, was it Wednesday? Then we had the, um, was it the Mexico day? I think we ate, oh, on, we ate on the lawn and the lunch, right? We had lunch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't a big fan of Mexico day only because I wasn't a big fan of the Mexican food. Okay. <laughs> did you get sick like everyone there that's no, the first time in my life i ever got like violently fever sick and i was curious if you ever got i know a lot of people did i was just curious if you ever got um from the antibiotic that they gave me for my scorpion sting i did oh really oh so you never yeah. got sick from i don't know the food or the water no oh well you're lucky okay <laughs> Cast iron stomach. Because, you know, it occurred to me later, there, was all, there always seemed to be an au pair land sport around. So I guess, uh, you know, from previous seasons, they knew that was going to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've ever been like that knocked out, I couldn't work. Like I was like, holy, I remember shaking violently when it first happened to me. I was talking to a GM and just, she goes, what's happening? <laughs> I said, I don't know. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, so yeah, you dodge that, no. dodge that bullet. Good. <laughs> never got sick. So how did it work when you're at the end of the season? Did someone ask you to fill out a form asking you for your top three? Or yep. You? Yep. I remember we had to fill out where we wanted to go. And what did now you by this time, now that I understood Club Med and what <laughs> Club Med was all about and talking with everybody, I knew that Turks was my like dream resort, but um, everyone said, oh, you're not going to get Turks, you know. Why? Because you're second, because it would only because be because I second? was so new. Okay. So I put down Cancun. I put down Turks as my first choice, and Cancun is my second choice. And of course, I got Cancun for my second season, and then my third third season, I finally got to Turks. Uh, how many seasons did you do overall? I did full season at Playa, full season in Cancun, and then like. A season and a bit in Turks. Um, I was going to do either a second season there or I was going to go to San Salvador. Oh, and yeah. in between that, I broke my ankle. How'd you do that? Dancing in the show. Really? What show? Because remember, I don't dance. Yes, yes. But wait, hold up. What show? <laughs> I want to know what show. <laughs> So they had me filling in in the 70s show. I'm thinking, okay, you know, most of the show, everybody was barefoot. It was hippies, 60s, 70s music. All right, fine. 
and I went to my dressing area and there was a pair of about four inch high heel shoes in my cubby. And I said, oh, no, no, no. I don't wear high heels and I don't dance and you're not going to put me in high heels and make me dance. And they did. And I went out and probably about 20 seconds into the dance, my ankle rolled and I went down center stage. Oh gosh. I'm so sorry. Yep. Yeah, and um, I believe it was Tomas came out, scooped me up off the floor, <laughs> scooped me up and dragged me out, and that was the end of my, that was how I left. See, I remember, now it's coming back, I remember you and Playa, uh, there was a GM there that was pretty good at gymnastics, he was showing you stuff, so you never, didn't break your ankle doing a backflip or round off or anything, you break it during the 70s show. Correct. Yeah, I, I wore those shoes and being 6'2", they really got me off the ground and I was always terrified of that. But um, but yeah, I could definitely see that happening because you're locked into those things. Oh, yeah. And, oh, oh yeah. and that was the one thing I told the choreographers, I don't dance and I don't wear high heels. <laughs> and they said, all you have to do is go out there and it's just a little shimmy, shimmy shake. Okay. And I went out there and I went shimmy, shimmy, flop. <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> so yeah. what, what year did you stop Club Med then? That was in 98. Okay, you stopped in 98. Okay. Yeah, wow. I came home and I wanted to keep going because um, from Turks, I was as I said, I was either going to do another season in Turks or I was going to go to San Salvador in hopes that eventually I would have learned enough French and made it to Maria. But when I came home with the broken ankle... They said, well, unless you're ready to go in two weeks, you're going to miss the season. So obviously I wasn't ready to go. And then in that time, over the next several months, I just got back involved in the home life and went back to school. And I think I was called a couple times to go back to the club. But at that point, I was back in school and I never ended up going back. What were you going to school for? Physical therapy. Okay. You know, it's funny, your broken ankle kept us apart because I was in Columbus at that time. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> so, man, man, you broke your ankle just to avoid seeing me again. Res- respect. Respect. <laughs> oh, Greg's there? <laughs> just a sec. Let <laughs> me do something to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to leave, so I'm going to take myself out of the equation. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. I had no idea. We oh, yeah. I, I love that resort. They, did, they sent me there you know, like three times, but yeah, that was the year I was there, 97, 98. So yeah, we would have uh, been buds, pals. Okay. Yeah, maybe that year we would have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would have, uh, you know, I, I like seeing because I, uh, you know, so many people came through Columbus. So it's, you know, such a beautiful resort and talk about the polar opposite of diving from Playa with the water there. And, oh, yeah hammerhead sharks and visibility to 100 feet yeah <laughs> exactly exactly all right so one of my last questions i like to ask is of all the seasons you did was there any that you would prescribe the word magical to i mean others you might have liked for a different reason but was there one between turks cancun and playa that you would say yes that one was magical magical for the team 100 percent hands down was playa blanca that first season but magical for my diving and that aspect was hands down Turks. 
Okay. Uh, did you do the, or was the excursion that they would do there? Uh, what was the name West of that? Caicos. Oh yeah. West Caicos. Yeah. The All the time. Beautiful diving there. Any Jojo stories? Let's see Jojo stories. When we'd be doing some of the quote, confined water in the shallows and the yeah. ocean, we'd be sitting there in little half circles and Jojo would either come up behind me and the GMs, you just see their eyes and their mask just bug out. Like, yeah. oh my God, there, there's something about ready to eat you behind. <laughs> and, yeah. and JoJo would be there and they're like, oh my God, you're going to get eaten by a dolphin. And, and these yeah, are... Those are- these are beginner divers, first time in the in the water, correct? Exactly. And they're, what, exactly. uh, 40, 50 feet uh, kneeling on a sandbar, so you don't want them to panic, right? <laughs> well, th- this would just be in the confine. This would just be right at the shoreline. We're only oh, okay. maybe 10, 15 oh, okay. feet of water. And yeah, we would see them there. <laughs> so that would be pretty funny. Well, it's funny because they're, they're so cute. And, you know, my JoJo story, like Turks was my first season, I was snorkeling with a, a girl from the boutique from Arizona and we wanted to see Jojo. The picnic boat was coming back and I know he'd like to follow the picnic boat. So I put myself in between the boat and hopefully him. So he does show up. The girl from the boutique starts freaking out and all of a sudden he stands up straight. I never, I'll never forget it. He completely went vertical and just, and then his little fins were going like, that's it. Come closer. She was so scared. She was pushing me into him and he was just standing there waiting. I'm like, oh my God. So in that regard, it was terrifying, even though it was a dolphin. But I guess if you're not used to (laughs) a dolphin waiting for you to get closer, it could be (laughs) kind of scary. Yeah. Oh, such good memories. Yeah. No, I really want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story, Dana. Uh, oh, I'm really, pleasure. I'm really happy you, you did it. Me too. I, I always liked you, you know, this. So thank you. Uh, so I'm glad we and you really it. were, you really were a good guy. And I really don't know why I had bad feelings towards you. Oh, no, but I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad, to, you know, I'm, I, you know, it's funny. We could, we could laugh about it, but you know, I'm always just curious. Well, why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But no, but thank you for being honest. <laughs> yes, yes. But I hope I hope I'm gonna get to see you soon. Yeah, when this crazy thing is over, right? Uh exactly. Yeah, you may get a visitor in Florida for sure. Doors open anytime. Sweet. Well, everyone, that was Dana. Glad she shared her story with us. And uh really want to thank you again, Dana. Any last words for anyone or anything? Live your dreams. You got it. Can't say it better than that, everyone. So we'll see y'all next week. Bye.